morning, everyone. Good morning. This is your brother in the faith, Bishop Byron Curry, once again with morning meditation. Good morning to you, good people. Love you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for another opportunity to share in the grace of God and his spirit on today. For Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you is spirit and it is life. And so the word that I get to share with you all today It is spirit and it is life. We thank God for another opportunity to grace grace your presence on this live. Thank God for another opportunity to be in the land of the living. It is Friday, blazing Friday. (laughs) This is what I call it, blazing Friday. Man, God is wonderful. I know he's getting ready to do some things in your life right now simply because he woke you this morning. The Bible declares that he can do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think according to the power that worketh with inside of us. And we are so grateful that God chose us. Aren't you grateful that God chose you to wake you up this morning? Someone didn't get up this morning. Someone's season ended last night. Someone's season ended uh this morning but to god be the glory uh we pray that they're in in that place with god but we also want to thank god and give god praise that we have another day to see his grace experience his mercy experience him leading and guiding us throughout the day allowing us to have our our steps ordered that he can finalize us being that good uh person that we need to be in this world. The Bible says the good man's steps is ordered by the Lord. So he finalizes us being that good person, that good individual in the world that someone needs to come into contact with, that someone needs to see the favor and the hand of God on their lives. We thank God for you all on this Friday. To God be the glory. We have made it to the end of the week. Can somebody type under your name to God be the glory? We don't know what kind of week all of us had, uh, but we can say that we are all here. We have made it to the end of the week by the grace of God. And so we are so grateful. We are so thankful to each and every one of you who are on this Facebook Live. We pray that you will uh, subscribe if you have not already subscribed to our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is BKC Lifeline Ministry. BKC Lifeline Ministry stands for Building Kingdom Citizens. We want you to be a part of what God is doing, and we want you to subscribe to that YouTube channel. So if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to it. If you have subscribed to it, tell somebody else to subscribe to it. Turn Somebody else on of a day. I tell you, these morning sessions in Bible study, words of encouragement, what you want to call it, has definitely been a game changer for me. I don't know about anyone else, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I promise you it has been a game changer for me. And so we thank God for this. Let's get in prayer. We're going to go into this word today. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for what you are already doing, what you already initiated. Father God, you have us right now seeking you first thing in the morning, seeking thy face. Do we, Father God, come to you this morning for your wisdom, your knowledge, your counsel. 
Father God, that we will please you with everything that we do today. We thank you for this brand new Friday, this brand new Friday we never experienced before, never been a part of. But Father God, today we are looking for you to be the author and the finisher of our faith. Walk us throughout this day. Navigate us through, Father God, what we need to go through by your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father God, that Lord and the Holy Spirit be with us and lead us and guide us into all truth as Jesus has told us us in scripture that he will be with us to comfort us and to guide us uh, to uh, allow us to know what father god you and the savior our lord the holy spirit are conversating about father god and our next move in this earth realm we thank you father god for not allowing us to be in the dark father god we ask that you would uh protect our families while we are way out of their presence and they're out of our presence. We pray, Father God, for your divine protection. May your angels, Father God, be camped around about us and that they'll protect us from danger seen and unseen. We pray, Father God, for the counsel of your word today. Show us what it is that we need to do. Give us something to meditate on day, this whole day, Father God, that Lord, we won't be uh, distracted or consumed by, Father God, the pitfalls, the traps that the enemy wants to set for us. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for this uh, platform that, Father God, that there will be no mechanical failures. I pray, Father God, that, that you will, we bind every interference, Father God, um, even ones who come on that try to cause havoc with, Father God, the message. We pray, Father God, against every, Father God, distraction, every weapon. And everything that tries to come, Father God, to Lord, to destroy what you want to bring forth today. Father God, we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God, to all of you. Hey, JC, God bless you, sir. Tina, God bless you. Sister Tina, God bless you. Sister Nakia Williams, God bless you. Sister Golden, God bless you. Sister Jones, Sister Sadler, good to see you again this morning. Brother Joseph Duncan, God bless you. Sister Erica, how you doing, daughter? God bless you. Um, it's Friday. It's Friday, and we are, I don't know about you, but I am in, anticipating a awesome move of God today. I'm anticipating the Holy Spirit to uh, just, just lead me in comfort and in peace. Y'all know that's what he does. He gives us comfort and peace, and I just pray that today that God will allow you to experience him in a mighty, mighty way. So let's get into the word. The word today, we're going to be in Galatians chapter five. We've been in this all week, so we already know everybody on ready. <laughs> so we stopped at verse seven. We got into verse seven a little bit, but I want to get back to verse seven. What we're talking about, we're talking about in Galatians chapter five, Standing in your liberty, standing in your liberty, standing in the liberty in which Christ has made us free. We are standing fast in liberty. And so we have freedom through Jesus Christ. Beloveds, we have freedom through Jesus Christ. And so in that, because we are convicted, can somebody uh, type under your name? I'm convicted. If, if Christ has come into your life. And you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I want you to type under your name. I'm convicted. See, when we are convicted of 
Christ come in in our lives, when we are convicted by the grace that God has given us, when we are convicted about the mercy that God has given unto us, we shouldn't allow anybody or anything separate us from that love. And we have been convicted by love. We have been, not by gimmick, not by money, not by uh, carnal things. We were convicted by genuine love. Listen what the scripture says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but they shall have eternal life. Listen, we were convicted by love. No greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friend. Listen, Jesus showed what God gave. Jesus showed what God gave. God gave his son. Jesus presented himself to son, but he showed the intimacy and the compassion of the father sharing that with humanity. The Bible says, watch this. The Bible says when we were alienated from God, Christ died. Mm. Mm. I just need you all to just think about that. When when our minds wasn't, when humanity mind wasn't on God, when humanity's heart wasn't uh, on God, when 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 man just did not have God in their lives as a priority, Christ came to die. God loved us so much that he made a way of escape for us when we wasn't even looking for a way. My God from Zion. This is why I believe that the saying was created when it said, when I think on the goodness, mm, of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul, my very soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God. Oh my God from Zion. What? I thank God for saving me. Guess guess who he saved? He guess who he saved you from? He saved you from yourself. He saved me from myself. When I was going to a hell, uh, listen, when I was going to hell, when, when, when I was going into a place where God never predestined for me, when I was, when I was in a place of darkness and despair, when I was in a place bound in shackles with no peace, no real happiness, no real joy, Christ, Jesus, the Christ came and loved me into deliverance. Can somebody say he loved me into deliverance? He loved me into deliverance. He didn't come in my life pointing fingers. He didn't come in my life judging me and condemning me. He came in with straight love. Has anybody experienced the love of the Father? Has anybody experienced the love of Jesus Christ? I'm talking about he came in and he loved me right, watch this, right in the state I was in. And because of that love that he loved me with right 
in the state I was in, it caused me not to want to be in that state no more. Did, did y'all hear what I say? Did you hear what I say? When he came into my life with that love where I was positioned at, that love where I was standing, that love. Listen, I was, I was, listen, I was condemned by my own life and the way I lived, the way I thought, the way the way my character was. I was condemned. Listen, I was already assigned to go to hell and Jesus came in that moment and with that love and loved me right where I was and it compelled me to want to come out of the state that I'm in. Listen, I was delivered. I was delivered by love. By love. You know what stopped me from drinking? Love. You know what stopped me from being on drugs? Love. You know what stopped me from running after women? Love. Just lying. Love. Cheating. Love. Gambling. Love. Listen, beloveds. Love did it. The, 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 I think I believe the hymn said, "When nothing else could help, love lifted me." Love lifted me out of despair. Love lifted me out of hopelessness. hopelessness. Am I talking to somebody on here? Love lifted me out of bad relationships. Love lifted me out of oppression. Love lifted me out of depression. Love lifted me out of things that a man couldn't lift me out of. And because of that, I need to stand. Oh, my God, from Zion, because of that, beloveds, we need to stand, stand on that freedom that we were given by love. We don't need to be removed. We don't need to uh, regress or digress, however you want to say. We don't need to turn from this knowing we were convicted by this love. Oh, verse 7 in Galatians chapter 5 says, Ye did run well who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth. Wait a minute. If we experience this love, if we know that this love convicted us, if we know that this love moved us from hard places. Listen, can anybody put that hand emoji up and say that God removed me from some hard places? What do you mean he moved me from some hard places? Some places that, that had me so hooked had me so by it was it was almost like I had to be torn away from that but watch how delicate Jesus was because if I was if I was torn away from it I would have been damaged Tony if I was if I was torn from it Jay-Z I would have been damaged but Jesus loved me a loose <laughs> what he did he loved me a loose get somebody to say he loved me a loose <laughs> he loved me a loose listen Listen, when Jesus even de delivered uh, Lazarus from the grave, what did he say? What did he what did he say? Loose him and let him go. <laughs> he he loved me loose. Listen, he didn't tear me. He didn't snatch me. He loved me loose. I mean, that love was so graceful. It had me to watch come out from among them. That means I willingly walked out. I didn't walk out 
angry. I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't trying to pull against him. He loved me so that I walked out of there. That's why he was able to say, come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. Yes, sir, because he loved me in a fashion that I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to. Listen, I walked out. Anybody walked out of your sin? (laughs) I just want to talk to a few people today. Did you walk out your sin or or did you fight? Or did you just willingly just say, I give up, I yield and walk out? I walked out of my sinful place. I walked out of that place of death. I walked out that place that's supposed to have me in prison. And guess what the scripture said after I walked out? Whom the son has made free, Tony, is truly free indeed. Y'all better. Y'all better come on this blazing Friday. I'm trying to tell y'all this blazing Friday. Did you hear me, Sister Waltow? After I walked out, after you walked out, after everyone that's on this live walked out freely on the love of Jesus Christ. Guess what? The door slammed with who the son has made free. Oh, my God, from Zion is truly free indeed. So guess what? That means your enemy can't come back and say, oh, you this, that, and the other. Oh, people who think they know you can't come back and say, oh, da, 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 da. The most important thing that you need to know that's going to make you shout right here is the fact that the Bible said in Revelation that the enemy of our souls is an accuser of the brethren daily. But the Bible says who the son has made free is truly free indeed. So he can keep going to the father all he wants to try to talk about that I'm not real, I'm not saved, I'm not this. Jesus already sealed it with his blood. Can somebody say the blood sealed me? Come on, somebody. The blood sealed me. Jesus' life uh, sealed me. Glory to God. I said all of that, but here's here's what Paul was telling the Galatian church. If you identify that this basically happened to you, if you identify that no one could have done you like Jesus did when the gospel hit in your heart and and the gospel went in as a two-edged sword and the gospel cut cut you going in and cut you coming out, separating you from the defile, uh, the defilement, separating you from the condemnation, separating you from the things that had you blinded from God and having God not looking at you when the word went in. Y'all ain't hear me. When the word went in and separated that thing for now, you can look at it for what it is and discard that. The Bible says, casting those weights aside that so easily beset you. You can't cast something away that's not cut away from you. And God cut that thing away so you can take a handle on it and say, no, nah, I don't need that anymore. Have anybody on this live, God revealed some stuff in your life that you thought you could never get rid of. Then he loosed it by the word that now you can look at it and say, I don't need it anymore. And you cast things away and got away from some things you thought you couldn't. Here's what Paul was telling the Galatian church. He said, if you know this, then why are you not standing? If you know this and you've been convicted of this, why are you not standing? He says, how how are you going to let somebody else come in and tell you you wasn't convicted? How are you going to let somebody else come in and tell you that? He, how, how are you going to let somebody else come in and tell you you didn't hear what you heard? How are you going to let somebody come in and tell you you didn't have that touch from God? No, you shouldn't do that. You, you, you shouldn't do that. He says, stand in the liberty and which 
Christ has made you free and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. Listen, 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 Jamila. Don't you let nobody bound you when you get in this word that's making you free. Don't you let nobody come in and tell you you're not saved when you know you felt the love of God in your heart. You know that God touched you. You know that God has caused you to have strength in areas that you knew you didn't have no strength. You knew God caused you to come out of situations that you know that no other man brought you out of or could have had you to come out of. Don't you dare. If I was to use for a second topic or subtopic, you know what my subtopic would be? Don't you go nowhere. <laughs> Don't listen. Don't you go nowhere. Don't you move. Don't you go nowhere. Don't you let them deceive you. Don't you jump on board with them. Don't get in the car. Don't get a ride from them. Listen, if I got to walk, I'll walk. I'm not taking no rides, especially taking no rides from somebody who's definitely going to ride me straight back to hell. You got to be out of your, oh, you got to be out your rabbit mind if I'm going to follow you with that one there. Listen, beloveds. So Paul is telling them, says, well, who hindered you? Because Paul realized they wasn't enthusiastic about moving further. They wouldn't, they didn't have no excitement about moving further. They didn't have a praise like they used to have a praise. They didn't have that, that aura of worship on them like they used to have it. But Minister Tony, they didn't have something to, to where Paul saw the hindrance. They was, they was hesitant about doing what God called them to do. They were hesitant about being the people God called them to be. They there was a hindrance there, and Paul had to address the issue. He says, Who? Who hindered you? Come on, somebody. Who hindered you? Wait a minute. Second of all, how could they have hindered you when you, the one, had the conversion, when you had the encounter, when he came to you? Listen. When Paul, and, and who else could have really actually came at them in that manner than Paul himself? Paul had an encounter on the road to Damascus. Now, he had some brothers there who was with him, but 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 they didn't hear what this brother heard. They, did, they didn't really see what this brother saw. His conversion, his conviction, listen, he had that personally. He had it personally. So, so here's Paul saying, "Who? how could they have hindered you when you heard what you heard, when you seen what you seen, when you experienced what you experienced? Who hindered you? Verse 7 in Galatians chapter 5. Watch what he says. Who hindered you that ye should not obey the truth? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so you know the truth, but you're not doing the truth. Why? You got evidence. You have proof. Listen, if you didn't know, it would be one thing. But but the but the brother say you know the truth. You but you won't obey the truth. You won't obey it because somebody told you you didn't get it right. You you won't obey the truth because somebody say, Oh, you didn't get it like me. And this is the way we're supposed to come through it. And this is the way how you're supposed to do it. So you don't pray. Oh, can we just break this thing? Can we break this thing down? Let's break it down. Let's 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 break it down. So you didn't pray because the person said you 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 don't pray like them, and this is how you're supposed to pray. And if you don't pray like this, then you don't have God, or God's not gonna work in your favor because you because you 
you you didn't pray like that. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because you you don't you don't quicken like I quicken when I call on the name of the Lord. You don't have him, or or because you 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 don't have him because you don't speak in tongues like this, and you didn't get it the way I got it, and so therefore you really don't have it. So I wouldn't be trying to do all of this stuff until you get this right. You, Paul said, hold on a second. So you know the truth, but you're not obeying the truth because. Wait a minute. Who hindered you? Who told you that you didn't have it? Who told you God's not listening to you? Who told you God won't deal with you? Oh, God, Lord Jesus. Ain't nobody here. Ain't nobody hearing me. Ain't nobody hearing me this morning. Listen what listen what the Holy Ghost says. The Holy Ghost says. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. So the moment that the the Galatian church heard the truth, everybody on this live, listen to me. The moment they heard the truth and they received the truth, they were automatically free. Because the truth makes you free. One version say make you free. Another version say set you free. Either way, you were made free. Okay, so if you made free, how in the world did you get bound again? Oh my God from Zion. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 9 and 24 in the NLT version. It says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? Everyone runs in the race, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. So in other words, we were talking about yesterday that we're not competing against our brother and sister. Not at all. Not at all. We're not running against them. But what the writer was trying to get us to understand is, is have the mindset of a winner. Have a mindset of a person who is victorious. Have a mindset to say, hey, I'm not running not to win. I'm running to win. I'm running to to achieve what is supposed to be the gold at the end. Here's what here's what Paul said. Paul says, I'm pressing towards the mark of the high call that is in Christ Jesus. So this brother says, I have a mark. I have a destination. I have a purpose because that mark is in front of me. I have a destination. I have a destination that I have to get to. There's a place I have to achieve. So he has his mark. He has his destination. He, he's playing to win. Can somebody say, I'm in this to win? Come on, type that under your name with exclamation points. I'm in it to win it. I'm not, listen, I'm not playing. This ain't no play thing for me. This is my life. Y'all don't y'all don't mind me going back to you know you, you know this you know my my little street talk. I, you know what I'm saying this. I'm in this to win. I ain't playing. I'm not playing. I'm not playing, homie. I'm not playing, sister. I'm not playing. No, no, no. I'm in this to win it. Are you in this to win it? Because if you're not in this to win it, then you might as well don't even be running. I'm running with a mindset that I'm a winner, and a person who has a mindset to win. They don't they don't gravitate to negativity. They don't gravitate to negative talking. They don't they don't they don't even associate with negative crowds. When they have a mind to win, they only get with winners. Oh, come on somebody. They only run with what y'all listen. They, they don't they don't play around. They, they, we ain't playing. We we're not playing. This this listen, this my life. Listen, this my life. After this, after this, I, I got to live. Hello, somebody. And, I got, and I'm trying to live forever. 
I'm not trying to live just till all of this is over with. No, no, no. I'm trying to live forever. I'm trying to get that crown of righteousness. Anybody on here trying to get that crown of righteousness? I'm trying to get that crown of righteousness. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing no games. I'm not playing no games. So listen, I can tolerate folk getting mad with me. I should be able to get taught. I, I should be able to tolerate people treating me funny. I should be able to tolerate people not understanding me. I should be able to tolerate people trying to set traps for me. You see, when you have a winning mindset, listen, you got tunnel vision. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. When you have, when you have a winner's mind, you got tunnel vision. What do you mean tunnel vision? I don't see nothing but what's in the tunnel. If you ain't in the tunnel, listen, if it ain't in the tunnel, I ain't looking at you. It's like a horse with blinders on. The job is, is not to be distracted, but stay right in the confounds of your vision and your view of what, what that, that master needs you to look at and see what done happen is, is that my master has put blinders on me that I don't need to be distracted with nothing else. I don't need to be looking to my left, looking to my right. I need to be staying focused and looking at what's in front of me. And I already have a mark and my mark is not on my right. My mark is not on my left. My mark is right in front of me. And so see, I got tunnel vision. See, when you got a winner mindset, you got tunnel vision. When you when you were a person of victory, you got tunnel vision. Listen, you don't have three and four different uh, missions. You don't have four and five different missions. You only have one. And that is the mission the father gave you. Listen, I ain't picking up none on the way. I don't need no XX bag, no excess baggage. I already got what I need. Hello, somebody. So he says, who hindered you? Can we go on a little further? I know. Lord have mercy, y'all. I'm so excited. I know good and well. We ain't going to get through all of this today. But Galatians says this in Galatians 1 and 6. I'm reading from the NLT version. We still talking about uh, verse 7. Who hindered you? Watch what it says. I am shocked. This man, listen. Oh, my God, JC. Listen what Paul says. Listen what Paul says. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God. Oh, my God. Who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ you are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. Wait a second. Sis, oh my God, Sister, Sister April, Paul say, I'm shocked. Watch this, that you're turning away from God so soon. <sighs> listen, listen, you just cannot, you, you can't get this experience. You can't taste and see that the Lord is good. You can't can't feel the way you feel. You can't do all of this shifting and, and turning and, and, and being transformed. And soon as all of that is finished, you turn right back around and go back to the same thing. I believe the scriptures say, don't be as a dog returning back to his vomit. Oh my God. But Paul say, I'm shocked. It blew his mind that people turned back to their same old life again because of what somebody else said. You know what? We're living in that age now that you have people who've been in the faith for years. You have people who've been who've had the experience um, and had this this encounter with God and listen to what somebody else says. And now they have turned away from God. Listen, y'all, I have heard some stuff that some people did simply because folks said something to them and they just believed that thing. 
and they just turned away from God. Now, listen, here's the scary thing, beloveds. This is what I want to. Here's the scary thing, Sister Walthour. It Listen. It, it doesn't, when we talk about turn away from God, it doesn't mean you left the four walls and went back out into the world type deal. You can be right in the four walls, a part of a congregation and let somebody talk to you. And now you just ain't involved in nothing that has anything to do with God. You're just, your mindset is gone. You got a whole different mindset. You got a whole um, different criteria now. You got Man, you got a whole different word. Listen what it says. He says, and you are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. So you in the congregation of the righteous, you around the saints of God, but you go on a totally different way. And it's, and it's by another word. Oh my God, from Zion. It's from something that uh, perceives to be like it's the good news. And the reason why is it makes you feel good. And what did the Bible say about that? There will be many that are have itching ears. Oh, they're going to find teachers to themselves, itching ears. So that means, guess what? It don't mean you're going to find another pastor. It don't mean you're going to find another prophet. It don't mean you're going to find another bishop. It don't mean you're going to find another teacher. You know what? You can find another person that agrees with your emotions and your feelings. And that'll turn around and be your teacher. Turn around and be your leader. Turn around and be that person that you get so much confidence and faith in that they can't steer you wrong. Now you don't got a whole different new, supposed to be brand new news, and now you're living contrary to God. Don't walk away from God, but you're still in the building. Don't walk away from God, but you're still around the saints. You walked away from God. Listen, beloveds, this is real. Paul said, I'm shocked. I'm appalled. I don't even believe this. You, you let someone else come in and just destroy your relationship with God. Anybody, anybody getting something from this? I know I am. Listen what it says in first Corinthians five and six. You're boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast, uh, a little yeast, that spread it through the whole batch of dough. Listen, and, and then some bragged about it. Some boasted about it. Some Y'all ain't hear me. Some of them boasted about being in that way. Oh, oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I tried it. You know what I'm saying? And and I and you, yeah, I here's the excuses we give. Can can we cause the Holy Ghost dealing with me on this now? Here's the excuse we that yeah, I tried it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I had experience and, and I felt it in my heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, according to what they say, you know what I'm saying? You know, they had they they had scripture for it. And so I just don't feel that, you know, that you know. I was right, so I'm going to have to try to, you know, redo this thing all over again, and I'm going to have to, y'all, Paul say, I'm, Paul say I'm appalled. Paul say I'm shocked to even hear that, that you mean to tell me everything you gained from Jesus, you're going to let go so you can go the route of a man? You're going to let go everything that you experienced from Jesus Christ so you can go the way of a woman? You're going to let go everything that you experienced, the love and what you know impacted your life. Definitely. 
because what a man says the scripture says <laughs> and you boasting about it because you don't went back now and you don't got into something contrary and now instead of and 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 uh, exalting what Christ did in your life you exalting the man's way and how many of us have seen people who have left the faith got into something else with a man and now and when I, when I mean by the man, I'm talking about the world, the, the man system, these different religions, and they call this the truth. And so now you got these ones who don't went into that and they saying, oh, no, this the truth. Then you're going to boast in it like that's the truth. You know, that that's contrary. Paul says it's contrary. He tells the Korean church, really? And you don't realize that that's sin, that that's right there is causing you to, 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 to rise up in wickedness and evil. You don't think God see that and you don't think God's going to answer that. Oh, come on, somebody. Nobody ain't saying nothing. Nobody ain't saying nothing. For, uh, First Corinthians 15, 33, it says the NLT version. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Wait a minute. Listen what Paul says to the Corinth church. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. Wait a minute. So you listen, and let me tell you something. These ones who come with this, this way to manipulate you to, to come out of everything that you know, you know that the Lord gave you, you know the Lord convicted you, you know the Lord impacted your life, you know you had that encounter. These folk are just not anybody. These folk are very cunning they're very wise they're manipulative with how they will approach you they know how to twist the word you know why they know how to twist the word because their father knew how to twist twist the word who their father is jesus said their father is the devil and so therefore they know how to take the word and twist it up and then know how diverse you are in the word they know how uh uh, uh, uh good you are in the word so now they they don't convince you. They, they give you enough to make you convince your own self. Here's what, then look in Genesis. The Bible says when Satan was dealing with uh, Eve, what did he say? Did God say? And if you look at his conversation, his conversation was so diluted. Listen, he had some God word in it. Then he had his stuff he diluted in it. But watch what he does to Eve. He says, but did God say? In other words, was the, what do this sound like what God said to you? Because you the one got to be the one and answer it. Listen, he always, listen, Satan is not stupid as many people try to make him to be. He's not stupid. Here's what Satan knows. He knows that God gave you free will. He can't force anything on you. He can manipulate you and he can, he can, uh, uh, he can, he can, uh, tempt you, but he can't force you to do anything. He knows that it has to be your choice. It can't just be him alone. It has to be your choice. And he has his children. He has agents in your life. He has tears sown uh, among you as wheat and try to manipulate you to come outside of what God has placed inside of you. Listen, beloveds, this thing here is serious. Uh, somebody type under your name, but I shall not be moved. Come on, type under your name and I shall not be moved. Mm -mm. Who hindered you? 
Good God Almighty. Mm. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Listen. Second <sighs> Corinthians 2 and 3, NLT version says, that is why I wrote to you as I did. Here's what he said now. So that when I do come, I won't be grievous by the I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Suddenly, uh, surely you all know that my joy comes from your being joyful. So it disturbed Paul that the people faithfulness to God was not there anymore. And simply because there were people who came and made it hard for those people, frustrated those people walk. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I want to pause right there. How many of you on here have been having your walk frustrated by people? I just want you to put that hand emoji up. How many of you on this live have been having your walk frustrated by people? Mm -hmm. Come on, I'm going to wait for a few minutes and let you put that hand emoji up. Go ahead and tell the truth. Put it out there publicly. Put your hand up. Do you have people who have been frustrating your walk? Frustrating your walk, you being faithful to what you know. Because mm -hmm. they, they, everything, they're scrutinizing. Everything, they got to, they got to, they, they got to put a question on or a question there, or they got to, they got to try to manipulate you to, to halt between two opinions or they, they got to question everything the word says or everything you try to live out far as the word is concerned. They have to put a, put a question on it. They have to, how you know that's the Lord? How you, is that what the Lord means? And, or what, uh, uh, let, come on, let's, let's search this out in the Greek. Let's search it out in the Hebrew. Let's search it out in the Latin. Come on, let's, let's come on. What? Cause why are you why are you questioning me if I'm not living unsaved? If I'm living everything I possibly can to live holy, why are you giving me such a hard time? Why you why you why you praying like that? What I'm praying. Y'all, y'all just don't understand. It's frustrating me. I, I think some of you all now can see the frustration on me uh, about this because of the simple fact is, is I remember when I was shaped in that type fashion that I felt like that people had to come through uh, the same way I came through. And so I was more of a judger and a condemner than I was uh, causing people to come in by love or causing people to come in by the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And so what I've been seeing today is the same apparent thing going on now, is that people, they don't want to accept folk who don't come in like them. They don't want to accept folk who don't go through the same rituals they have went through, or the routine of things. And so now they are making people's walk with God 
are hard, they're frustrating people to now focus saying, if I got to go through this scrutinizing, if I got to go through this interrogation, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be saved. I don't want your God. I don't want Jesus. I don't want the Holy Spirit. I'll just stay out here and I'll I'll just wing it, whatever happens, whatever happens, because I'm not coming in here to be uh, interrogated. And that's what some of us do as Christians. We interrogate people. We put a light over their head and, and, and drill them with 365 questions about how you, oh, how you be saved. How do you have the spirit? How do you know you have the spirit? How you know, how you know you're praying right? How you, we're just interrogating people. <laughs> Paul in Galatians chapter 5 was trying to get through to the uh, Galatian people and says, listen, how did you allow them to come in and do that to you? Can we go a little, just a little bit further? Let's look at verse 8. Let's look at verse 8. He says this. Verse 7 says, and ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? He said this Persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Listen, this didn't come from the one who called you now. This interrogation, this trying to give you a whole different way to be able to get to the Father. The Bible said Jesus is the only way. How can anyone get to the Father except they come through the Son? Jesus is the only way. But this way that other people or these other ones trying to give you, it didn't come from the one who called you. He says, the the little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So that little thing just that 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 infiltrates your life is going to affect your whole life. That very thing when Jesus was talking to the the, the uh, disciples about the Pharisees um, being that uh, that. That leaven that's in the bread, he tells them, he says, watch out for the leaven of the Pharisees. And they thought that Jesus was talking about the bread because they had, they, they, they forgot the bread on the journey. And they figured that Jesus had figured it out. And so they thought Jesus was talking about natural bread. And Jesus was, nah, I'm talking about these Pharisees. Because what people will say to you will affect your life dramatically. It will, it will affect your let, let me Listen, don't let nobody lie to you. We talked about this before. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Words will shape and fashion your life if you let it. What people say to you can cause you to rise or cause you to downfall. Uh, Listen, according to how you receive it. That's why you got to be ever so careful about people. The, The spiritual word they like to use is pouring into you. That's the spiritual word they like to. <laughs> that's the spiritual word they like to. They, they like to, to put out on you that, and being so deep, like they about to give you something. To, you know, boy, they about to give you something that you ain't never had before. We're gonna pour into you. I'm, I'm gonna pour into you. Wait a minute, before you start pouring, can you tell me what's in your vessel? I don't. You ain't gonna pour just not anything in me. Let me see what's in the. Let me see what's. <laughs> let me see what's inside of the, the 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 container. Let me see what's inside of the vessel. You you just not gonna pour me some Kool Aid and I I can't look at the Kool Aid. I can't see what kind of color it is. I I don't. I can't know what the texture is. You just gonna pour me a glass? Nah, that, that ain't gonna work like that. Mm 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 mm. I learned a long time ago. 
If you got a drink and you leave it, don't go back and get that same drink. If somebody going to pour you a drink, be right there to watch them when they pour it because you don't know what they put inside that drink. What you saying, brother? You're not going to come to me talking about I'm about to pour, pour, pour out in you. I'm about to pour my spirit out in you that God gave me. No, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Can I get a little overview of what you're talking about? Because I'm not going to receive any and everything from you. The Bible even says when you're talking about getting any words from prophets. That's why I tell people when a prophet starts prophesying to you, you should have some pen and paper. If you were in the service, you ought to tell them when they say, come and let me prophesy to you. Hold on a second. Get you a pen and get you a little piece of paper and walk right up there with that paper and that pen. And when he starts speaking or she starts speaking, you need to start writing that stuff down instead of you hooking up. And you jumping all around, want to fall all over the floor and slobber. You don't even you don't even know what that prophet is prophesying over you. Most of the time, your friends or those ones will tell you what the prophet said because you laid out on the floor. They couldn't even get half of what they needed to tell you out because you don't fell on the floor. Take your pen, take your paper, and you just going on up there and say, okay, prophet, go ahead. Write down there because the scripture says if it don't come to pass, they are lying wonder. And that's what some of us need to remind some of these, these ones who want to prophesy over our lives. Excuse me, sir, and excuse me, ma'am. I'm not sitting here and I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I am going to stick to the scripture. If this don't come to pass, I'm coming back to let you know you're a lying wonder. I'm going to let you know that you're a lying prophet. This is what the scripture said. But see, most people don't do like Paul told Timothy. Study the word to show thyself approve under God a workman should be not ashamed, brightly dividing the word of truth. I need to get off that because, you know, but but I needed to say that to somebody because we're running the prophets now because the, the days are scary. We run into prophets because now we want them to give us calendar days when God's going to do this and 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 times and uh, times and and the and the month and the day that God going to do things. So we go into every prophet's channel and we still want prophets to profit money in our lives and cause in our lives. And the Bible say, "Lay not your treasures here on the earth." And we still got them prophesying us that kind of stuff. And we want to jump around and and listen, listen. God's not playing. And see, because people have it where you have to come that way, you losing all of the value of the word that God put in your life and transformed your life and changed you and made you who you are today. You losing all that value because you listening to other people to go that way. Listen, beloveds, we living in some real perilous times we don't have time to be playing. We need to be standing. We don't need to be falling. We don't need to be uh, leaving and abandoning the faith. The Bible says that Paul said it expressly in the last days. The spirit speaks expressly that many will abandon the faith. Why are they going to abandon the faith? Because folk hinder them. Why are they going to abandon what they know is real? What's right? Because somebody hindered them. Oh, my God, from Zion. Listen what it says in verse 10. I have confidence in you. Paul turns around and says, I have confidence in you. Though through the Lord, I have confidence in you through the Lord. Not I have confidence in you, but I have confidence in you through the Lord. So in other words, Paul said, I have confidence in God for you. I have confidence that he will not fail you because he have not failed me. Even though 
we ourselves struggle at times. I'm so grateful that God is the faithful one. Do you know the scripture says, even if God, even if we're not faithful, he's going to remain to be faithful because that's just who he is. Why do you think he can reign on the just and the unjust? Because just because the unjust people don't do what he says doesn't mean he's not going to be who he is. God is a God that loves and blesses and choking passion and he just who he is. But he also say he has a day for the, uh, vengeance for his enemies. He has that day of wrath for his enemies. But but until that day, God going to remain to be who he is. He just faithful. He's compassionate. He's loving. He's kind. Listen, we think we the only one get a day of new mercy. He gave new mercy to the to the unjust one, too, because he doesn't want anyone to perish. He want every man to come to repentance. Do we get this? Do we get this? Listen to what Paul says. Paul says, I have confidence in, in, in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment whoever he be. So, 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 so Paul says, Paul says, listen to what Paul says. Paul says that you don't get your mind twisted up that you because that 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 being in bondage being yoked up in your mind twist up you 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 entangled with with these other individuals with this foolishness but god but 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 paul says that i trust i trust you through 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 the lord that you won't your mind won't gravitate to that but those ones who basically are trying to do this thing to you that they will be judged properly that God, in other words, God going to fix that. Those ones who try to take you out of his hand, oh, he going to fix that. That one who tries to divert your attention to them and, and, and not to God, God going to fix that. Those ones who try to cause distraction, havoc in your life and make you abandon the peace that God has given you through Jesus Christ, oh, he going to fix that. You better believe that God has your back. Oh, can I get a few people on here and say God has my back? Listen, God is watching people who come in your life and God is watching people who go out of your life. God is making sure he's managing his children's life. Now, the thing about that is, is, is are we listening to him? Are we listening to him and we standing on what he told us to stand on? Listen, it's not that God's not talking to us. It's not that God's not responding to us. It's not that God doesn't see us. It's not that God doesn't want to help us. God is helping us. God is speaking to us. God is seeing us. The thing is, is are we hearing God and are we seeing God? Are we seeing God for what he's saying in our lives? Are we hearing God for what he's saying in our lives so we can basically stand? Or are we choosing to go with people who appease our emotions? Are we allowing people who have no power at all to have investments in our life? Hmm. Heaven forbid. Oh my God, we're gonna have to come back next week and um and finish up this collation. But I I know somebody said, Boy, we've been here for we've been here for a long time. Listen, 
we've been here for a long time because God is wanting us to get something. God's trying to get us to stand in these days, beloveds. God's trying to get us to stay planted and rooted where he has us, has us at. The Bible says if you're on the rooftop, you should not come down from off that rooftop to get anything from out the house. You need to stay on that rooftop. Listen, beloveds, God is concerned about our stand. He's not concerned about us shouting. He's not concerned about us running around and speaking in tongues. He's not even, he's not concerned about us getting a hand laid on us. He's not concerned about, listen, I know it's just going to break some of y'all heart, but he's not even concerned about you getting a prophecy from a prophet. What God concerned about is, can you stand faithfully in my word when you don't get the encouragement that you want to get from the world? Can you stand faithfully in my word when people try to come uh, and try to uh, uh, have you to go in a different direction than what I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you to stand in? Can you stand in my word when tribulation come, when tests come, when trials come? Can you stand in my word when you seem to be the only one that want to stand? Can you stand in my word when everybody seems to get everybody against you? Can you stand in my word when nobody celebrates you? Can you stand in my word when nobody supports you? Can you stand in my word when your best friend, your prayer partner, or even your pastor don't stand with you? Can you stand in my word when it seems like the church is dissolving? Can you stand with me when it seems like Christians are very faint to find? Oh, y'all ain't saying, can you stand with me? Oh, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting thick. It's getting thick. Can you can you stand when your husband says, I'm leaving you if you stay a Christian? Can you stand if your wife says, I had enough of this. You love God more than you love me. Can you stand when your children say, oh, dad, so so you 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 love God more than you love your family? <laughs> can you stand when your whole when it seems like the whole world is against you. Oh, it ain't too many people saying nothing. Oh, ain't nobody saying nothing. Listen, you better know that you know that you know that you're in God. And you better know that you know that God is in you. And listen, testing time will come. The season will come. Job never thought that he would have had to show a stand the way he had to in the midst of everything that happened in his life. I want to share with you today, beloveds, don't let yourself slip. Don't you go nowhere. Stay exactly where God got you at. Stay in your prayer life. Stay in your, if he got you fasting, stay in your fasting life. Listen, don't just be popping up a fast just to be fasting. No, 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 no. There's purposes why you fast. Make everything purposeful. Don't just do anything just to be doing it. Make it perfect, uh, uh, purposeful. Don't allow yourself to be manipulated, to be just doing a ritual. No, 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 no. There's a purpose. It should be a purpose for everything you do. Beloveds, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here because I will be on here too long. But let me tell you this. Stand in the liberty today. You're free because the son has made you free. Don't you let nobody manipulate you. Let nobody talk to you and dummy you down from what you believe, what you experience, and what you have truly have received in your heart from Jesus Christ and from the Father above Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Stand firm and watch God 
do what he said he will do in your life. If you have not subscribed to our uh, channel, we ask that you will go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, BKC Lifeline Ministry. Hit that bell and subscribe. And it's, uh, we want you to know that it is Building Kingdom Citizens. Lifeline uh, Ministry is Building Kingdom Citizens. And we want you to be just that for the kingdom of God. God bless you. You have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And the Lord's will, life last. We will see y'all all next week. You are